good. Hey, are y'all excited about week two of Wildfire? Yeah, I am. Hey, um, but before we get into that, um, I kind of just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out this morning, you know, for our brothers and people who, brothers and sisters who um, listen to us from China. Um, I want you to know that Shift Church is praying for you guys. Um, we, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard what's going on, um, but just this week they started tearing down some structures where um, uh, people were gathering to worship Jesus. They started confiscating Bibles, and they're actually going as far as to telling citizens of China, if you turn in people who are gathering in this Jesus name, we will get financially award you. Um, so um, just know, guys, who are listening in China, um, even as of right now, as you guys wake up here soon to meet, I just want you guys to know that we love you, we're praying for you, um, I'm praying the Holy Spirit gives you boldness, boldness and urgency, and that you can face this like a champion with the power of God inside of you. So, as you guys go on this week, just be praying, because there's going to be some people hurt today. So, pray for our brothers and sisters that's in China. They really need it. Alright? But, back to this series, which it's hard to transition stuff like that. Like, how do you move from that to... Because it really is kind of a... It's kind of an encouragement, because, let me, let me say it this way, because any time the church has been persecuted, we've grown. Any time the church has been persecuted, we've grown. And so I'm kind of like, you better watch out, China, because you're about to be covered in some Holy Ghost. All right? So, I already said good morning, so I don't have to say that. All right? So my, my hope in this series, our hope in this series is that we as believers will allow God, allow God to work in, in our lives in a way that maybe makes some of us uncomfortable, or maybe in a way that we never thought He did before. But in a real way, like a powerful way, like a way that shakes buildings kind of way, kind of like in Acts 2, when the wind rushed in, remember we talked about that last week, it said gale force wind, like it came out of nowhere, broke down barriers, and I'm praying God does that, not only, I mean it'd be cool to see that physically happen, but in our hearts maybe there's some windows that need to be blown open. Maybe, maybe there's a door that needs to be busted down in our lives, and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit moves that way in all of our lives. Because He started to do that in my life. You know, it's one of those things, like the Holy, you know the Holy Spirit's all, always been with you, but it's just like when you open yourself up, God, He starts to show you things that you never thought you would see before. So we said last week that the Holy Spirit is relentless in His pursuit of us. He's relentless in His pursuit of us. And we ended last week with the prayer of this father. Remember, the father laid his son at Jesus' feet because he already went to Jesus' disciples and they couldn't heal him of this demon possession. And he laid him at Jesus' feet and said, Jesus, if you can heal him, will you do it? Notice the word if. And you know, Jesus responded like this in Mark 9. He said, he said and Jesus said to him, if, if you can, like, what are you talking about? I am God. I am, I am, I, these things bow to me. What are you talking about, if I can? If I can, all things are possible for one who believes. And this is our prayer, and it's the prayer of the Father that, that, of that day. And it's been my prayer for the last probably year, year and a half. And it says, immediately the Father cried out and said, I believe, but help 
my unbelief. Have you ever been in one of those moments where you're like, you know, I, I believe, but like a lot of times it has to do with people that, you know, you kind of have a, um, like you don't think will make it. Like me and Brian deal with this all the time at school. Like there's this kid, like you believe this kid can do better, but in the back of your mind you're going, but he's probably not, you know? But it's kind of like that. It's kind of like, have you ever been in one of those moments where you have to really go, like, God, I believe that there's a part of me that don't think you can. So our prayer is that he helps our unbelief. We're asking God to open our eyes and our hearts to whatever he wants for us. And to have the Holy Spirit's power not just flow in us, but through us. Because, listen, uh, a wildfire doesn't just stay contained, does it? It moves, it spreads. I think about the Smoky Mountains a couple years ago and it caught fire. It didn't just stay on one place. It spread across Gatlinburg. That's the way the Spirit moves is it spreads. And so we said, like we said last week, He's relentless in His pursuit of us because He does want to chase us down. He does want, he does, does want to find us out. He'll break down any mountain or door or wall to get to us. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This relentless pursuit is the Holy Spirit's attempt to allow us to experience the love of our Father. I'm going to give you a second to write that down because I know that's a long sentence. This relentless pursuit of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit's attempt to allow us to experience the love of our Father. Like if you ever really felt the love of the Father. Like, I, I'm a picture person. I'm a picture person, okay? So, you have to bear with me, okay? There may be a part of this story that I share later that I haven't really shared with anybody before that's kind of been... Anyway, you'll see what I'm talking about later. But I got to get this picture in my head, you know, like... And I may have said this before, you know, but... You know, when I was seven, I was hit by a car. Could have died. All right? And one of the things that I remember most is wrapping my arms around my dad used to have a t-shirt with my bloody handprints all over it where you could see where my arms are wrapped around him that's how i kind of picture the love of our father our father in heaven and no matter how bloody how messy we are he still wants to you to know him see we oftentimes get too carried away with you got to clean yourself up to come to god no he's like no you come to me and i'll clean you up he'll meet you right where you are i mean look at all the stories in the bible he met lepers where they are. They, he didn't say, go get well, then come see me. He didn't tell the tax collector, go give all the money back to him. No, he said, come on, I'm going to eat at your house today. He meets us where we are. That's what love really looks like. But sometimes we place barriers up in our own lives that prevent the Holy Spirit from moving in us the way that he needs to. And, that we, need, and we need to open up our hearts and our minds to say what we said last week to God and to say, whatever it is, bring it. Bring it all. Because I want the fullness of whatever there is. I want to experience the fullness of you, God. And today I want to today I want to just to tell you that you are anointed. You are anointed for a movement. 
God's called you on purpose for a purpose, and there's a movement that's moving inside of us. And I'm going to be honest with you, today is going to cause some tension. It's going to cause some tension. Because for some of us, including me, it's going to cause us to stretch a little bit. Because tension's a good thing. Have you ever went to the gym and worked out? I was for a little while, then I got fat again. Okay? That tension that you get from lifting weights, it builds things, it matures things. And so today, this tension that you feel, it's good. And I want to say this before we even get into it, that no matter where you stand at the end of this, what I talk about today, we are still brothers and sisters in Christ. And we can still work together and grow together and mature together. This is an open hand issue that, um, that you know, I felt like we needed to talk about because it, one, it's been pretty powerful in my life lately. Okay? It's an open-hand issue that we can talk about, we can discuss, but it should never lead to arguments and debates. And that's coming from a guy who loves apologetics. Okay, I would debate somebody left and right. All right, this is an open-hand issue. This isn't a closed-hand issue. Okay, so but no matter where we end on end on this, or you end on this, no, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We should not argue about it. We should just move forward for, and 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 pursue the kingdom of God. All right. So I've titled this sermon, The Making of a Movement, because there's a movement stirring up inside of you right now. Like maybe for some of you guys, we were singing those songs, you kind of felt this overwhelming power. Like you, you, felt, you feel this like, you feel this thing of like, man, man, it makes me want to raise my hands, it makes me want to sing at the top of my lungs, it makes me want to do whatever. And I'm telling you right now, that movement that's inside of you is the Holy Spirit. And you should listen to the Holy Spirit. You should listen. So that as we mature and as we grow, we begin to start a movement. See, last week we looked, we read from this story in Acts 2. And the story goes like this. We're just going to read the verses real quick. We say, it says, Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem. Just, just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When, when they heard the sound, they came running. Remember what we said? We said, when the Holy Spirit's involved, there's a sound. There's a difference between sound and noise. When the Holy Spirit's involved, it draws people away because, because it's harmony. It's, it, 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 it draws people in. But if it's just a noise, it's annoying. Y'all with me? They came, they came on the run. When they heard it, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't, they couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? Or that's another way of saying, aren't all these people uneducated? How do they know all this? Aren't these that stupid bunch? Aren't these those idiots from Galilee? What are they good for? How come we're hearing them talk in our own various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, and visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Pagra, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and all parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. Immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, whatever that word is. Even, even Cretans and, and Arabs and they're speaking our language describing what? God's mighty work. He goes on to say their heads 
Their heads were spinning, making he- couldn't make heads or tails of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? And what we said was, is that, and what we what these guys experienced is that when we had the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to do the impossible. We said the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to do the impossible because here's a lot of unlearned people, people who are viewed as stupid doing something like would have never had access to all these other languages, let alone the dialect. Because you have to think about it, languages are weird. See, we speak English, but there's a whole lot of dialects of English. They were hearing it in their own dialect. Isn't that strange? What the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit can do. See, the Holy Spirit gives you the ability. To do the impossible. And those impossible things sometimes will have to break our to break our expectations. They oftentimes break our expectations of how God moves. See, we, whether you want to believe it or not, we've all been raised a certain way to believe God operates in a certain way. Right? Like whether no matter what side you're on, you can be over here in the way charismatic, or you can be way over here in the no good Baptist. Okay, I'm just saying I'm just, I as one, so don't hate me for that. Okay, no matter where you stand in this subject, maybe a lot of your beliefs on how these things operate is based on what you've been taught, and not what you've really looked into. Have you ever thought about that? But we know from this, even this passage, no matter where we stand, that the Spirit gave these guys to do something impossible. Right? Like, Jessica, will you speak another language for me? See? As you, you just, like it's, like I know Latin, but it's all bad words. Okay? That's all I remember from three years of Latin. Like it's this impossible thing to do to, to even like, even like it's like, you, Picture this, okay? I'm up here speaking in English, like how I speak. Okay, I, I'm just imagine you you being here with these guys. Okay, you're you're sitting there, you're speaking in a how you how you speak, hillbilly. Okay, but Jorge over here is hearing it in Honduran Spanish, while somebody from Mexico is hearing it in, in the dialect of Mexican, or somebody from Italy is sitting right up back here, or from Taiwan or whatever, and they're hearing it in their language. Like, this is incredibly impossible. But remember, where does it come from? The Holy Spirit's power in our lives. You're like, Derek, you're freaking me out. Me too. I'm freaked out. So we've been taught at times that the Holy Spirit moves in certain ways, and, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is here today to break some of those expectations in our lives, no matter which side of the fence you're on. No matter which side of the fence you're on. And I don't know about you, but I'm just ready for, I'm ready for the impossible. I'm ready for Habakkuk 1.5. I'm going to do something in your own day that you can't, even if somebody told you, you wouldn't have believed it. I'm ready for that. Sounds like nobody else is, but I am. I'm just kidding. Like, I really believe that today could lead to someone's breakthrough. Because maybe today you're willing to open yourself up fully to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work in you like you never thought it would, He would. But this passage, when we read this passage, I want, you to, I want you to understand, I'm setting it up this way so you understand that on this day there was, there was a, a making of a movement. 
not only for the gospel to spread throughout the world, but a movement in their hearts. Because you can imagine being them in that moment. But, so today, I guess you figured out what we're going to talk about, right? Maybe take a guess. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Woo, party! So, just to give you a heads up, like I said, today is going to be tension, and some of this is going to be semi-doctrine theology, so don't be like, oh, Derek, this is not very inspirational. There's something at the end that I want you to, I want you to see. Okay? So if you'll stick with me to the end. Okay? So we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And kind of, we're going to read from 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12. So if you have your Bibles and you want to turn there, go ahead. But I want to set it up this way. Here's the thing that you have to understand about these letters to the Corinthian church. These are letters to the Corinthian church, okay, where Paul is answering questions. If you, if you begin to read the book of Corinthians, you realize this is Paul's response to another letter that the Corinthian church had had sent them asking him questions. They were asking him questions. And here's why. Number one, people were misusing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. People were misusing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And that happens. Then and even today. Okay? We, we all can admit to that. Okay? Sometimes I think we try to... Manu- sometimes... Some, and I'm, I'm not saying everybody, because you'll see what, what I'm about to say here in a little bit. Well, I'm not saying everybody. But sometimes people try to manufacture things that aren't necessarily from the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times you, you can tell. And I, I, I say this, I say this, I'm going to, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll tell you this story, okay? And but like I said, just stay with me till the end, okay? No matter which side you're on, stay with me on the end. One time I went to a baptism and this lady was baptized. Okay, and when she went to be baptized and she came back up, as she was floating in the lake, she started saying these ridiculous languages. Like, but it was—you could tell that it was, for lack of better words, phony to try to make it look good on her. That happens. But I've also been in a situation in a service where someone was speaking in some other language, and there was a person there interpreting, and it was one of the best things I ever experienced in my life. Y'all with me? So people can misuse it, but just because somebody misuses it doesn't mean it's not true. Y'all with me? Okay? So people were misusing these gifts of the Spirit, and people were being prideful in their gifts. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit yet? I have these special powers, and you don't. No, 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 that's not how it works, because it says from the time of our salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I will agree, maybe we haven't opened ourselves up to allow the Spirit to move in our lives, but there's not this second baptism that happens. No, you're, that's, wrong, that's wrong theology. And then some people forgot what the gifts were for. That's a big one. But ultimately, they, they were missing out, and we miss out on the one important thing when it comes to our gifts that we'll get to in the end. But with that, I want you to write this down. This is kind of the preamble for this first part, okay? When we lose sight of what is important, we lose sight of our gift. When we lose sight of what is important, we lose sight of what is our gift. Okay? And I know what the question is, Derek. What are these gifts of the Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked, okay? That was funnier in my head. 
1 Corinthians, this is Paul's letter to answering the questions regarding the, the whole, regarding the Holy Spirit. So we'll read 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 1. It says, Now concerning the spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed, because we know that God is a God who wants to be known. Right? So there's no reason why we should be uninformed about things that he says, I'm going to bless you with. Now concerning these spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand, because we, we, if, we, if we have a lack of understanding, we'll misuse and misappropriate the gifts that God's given us. I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts. What does it say about gift? There are a variety of gifts. But the same what? Spirit. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but, but it is the same God who empowers them all. In, I'm just reading. Okay? I'm just telling you, I'm reading. And I'll let you guys say everyone, okay? Just, you guys say that. With everyone. This is what this tells us. Okay, if you're taking notes. Is that we all receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. We all receive a gift of of the Holy Spirit. A gift. And you're still like, Derek, what are these gifts? We'll get to it in a second. So it's not a question of, are the gifts of the Spirit real? But the better question, or the right question, is what gift do you have? What gift have you been given? I guess you kind of know where I'm standing now, right? You don't know how much this has tore me up. To be honest with you guys. We all receive a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not a question, are there there gifts of the Spirit? But the question is, what gift did God give you? And here's what you need to know about this particular passage that we just read. Okay? Is that all of these powers, these gifts, and I really guess powers is a bad word to use, but these gifts of the Holy Holy Spirit are, are, they come from the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not anything that we can conjure up. So if you're taking notes, you write this down. The gifts come from the power of the Holy Spirit. The gifts come from the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why you'll be able to tell if someone is misusing these gifts that God gives to us. The gifts come from the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a second thing that you need to know about the gifts of the Spirit. And it's found in verse 7. And it says, To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the what? Common good. Not a distraction, not a separation, but for the common good. For the common good. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. These gifts are given for the common good. So what is the common good for the for us? And number one, you have to understand that the common good is for the building up of the body or the church. The building up of the body 
of the church. See, 1 Corinthians 14, 12 says, So with yourselves, since you are eager, to, eager for the manifestation of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. So these gifts are to help build up the church. But ultimately, when we build up the church, which is the second thing that these gifts are for, it's for leading people to Christ. It's for leading people to Christ. There's some gifts that are there for believers to lead, to help lead other people's to, people, other believers to Christ, back to Christ. And there's other gifts that are for the for the for us leading the unbelievers to God. But the two common things is to build up the church for the body and to lead people to the to, to Christ. So, what are these gifts? And here we are. You ready? First Corinthians 12, 8 through eleven. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. And to another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the ability to distinguish between spirits. So basically that one just, because I know that can be the word, all that means is you, that gift is given to somebody as a discernment. Like this isn't of God. Some of y'all may have that gift. Like this person speaking is not of God. That might be your, your discernment. You might be saying that about me right now. I don't know. But there, that's a proven point. You have a gift. To another, various kinds of tongues. And that's the one that people get hung up on a lot. Okay? To another, interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. As he wills. Okay? So here's layman terms real quick. So what are these? There's words of wisdom. There's words of knowledge. There's faith. Gifts of healing. Miracles. Prophecies. Distinguishing between spirits. Tongues. And interpretations of tongues. And each of us have one of these gifts that are to be used to help the body of Christ mature and grow. All of us in here as believers have one of those gifts. All of us. Whether you, whether you know it or not. Maybe you've even used that gift without you even realizing that you've used it. Because some of y'all, y'all have given me some great wisdom on some things. For some of y'all, you're all's faith has encouraged me. Because sometimes, like this morning, I was a little bit frustrated. Is this going to go okay? Not just about this, but some things were going wrong in here. It was just kind of like, man, this today's going to suck, Derek. Should have planned this out a little better. And you know, when some of y'all come back, Derek, it's okay, it's going to be good, it's going to be great. Your all's faith builds... I don't know what your gift is, but you have a gift as as a believer in Christ. You have a gift. But see, what you have to understand, it is for the building up of the body of Christ or the church. And we're not going to read the next 14 verses, but I want you to know something about the next 14 verses. It describes that each one of these gifts that we've been given, we've been given them differently, different gifts, because because we need each other. He, and he described it. He describes it like a body. How can how can the hand say to the rest of the body that they're no good and throw itself away? No, your body needs your hands. How can the mouth say to this body, "I'm no good"? 
See, we, we're all, we all have different gifts in here. None of us will have every single one of the spiritual gifts. But we all have one gift, and it's for the building up and the encouragement of the body. We need each other. That goes way deeper than just relationships, doesn't it now? It goes more than just, hey, I need a husband or a wife, or I need some friends. No, the reason you need each other is because God has gifted you with a spiritual gift that helps you do what you can't do. You know, you hear... Um, leader, like you go to a leadership conference and you hear people all the time saying find people to work with you that, uh, that, have, that have strengths and your weaknesses all they're saying is find somebody that has a different fruit of the spirit than you a gift of the spirit than you y'all with me? find somebody that has a different gift of the spirit than you because what, what you can't do that person will be able to do and your, your gift will be able to encourage them But we, we, it's like a body that needs its parts to work. And it ends that, in verse, in starting in verse 27, by saying this. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So you're an individual, but you're a body of one. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping and administrating in various kinds of tongues, are all apostles? No. This is a rhetor- he's writing a rhetorical question because this is. But I'm so I'm going to answer them. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all possess gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with one with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But earnestly desire. Wait a minute. If they're not real, how can we desire them? Is important to the body. We need it. We we need your wisdom. We need your faith. We need your prophecy. We need, the, need whatever your gift is. We need it to function as a body of Christ. We need it. So, before we get into the part that, um, that I really wanted you guys to listen to today, and we've got to hurry, listen to today, I'm going to challenge you to read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Because 13 and 14 will describe to you, and because we don't have time for it today, on how these gifts of the Spirit operate inside the church. Okay? And I'm going to say something to you. And maybe the verses that you, maybe some of y'all have quoted in your life, maybe you've been quoting them wrong. You with me? So read, I challenge you to read those in the next couple, next couple of days so you can figure out how they operate in the, in the church. Like, why does prophecy come above speaking in tongues when we gather? You know, it's, it's really, it's, I know it sounds boring, but it's really an interesting read. You know, do, do you, is speaking in tongues allowed in a gathering? If you could figure, I'm, I could go into this. I, I could talk about this all day, but y'all don't have all day, okay? Is your personal gift is important to the body, okay? But what I really want you guys to figure out and to know in these new ch- today, and to know as we move on, is this: is that whatever gift you have, as you search God to find out these gifts, as you seek God in these, you have to understand it's all about love. It's all about love. First Corinthians, First Corinthians thirteen one through four says. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 
And if I have prophetic powers and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have all the all faith so as to remove mountains but not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not, not love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. Remember at the beginning of this, I talked about the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to experience the love of God. These gifts are given to us so that you could really truly experience the love of your Father. It's not for a higher ranking system. It's not to make you any more spiritual than anybody else next to you. No, that just says if we can have all that, if we don't have love, if we're too prideful to love others because we feel like we're gifted above anybody else, then you have missed out on the most important thing, and that's love. Because you've experienced the love of God through somebody's gifts, whether you realize it or not. Spiritual gifts. Whether we realize it or not, we have all experienced the love of Christ through someone using their spiritual gifts. And that's what it's all about. Experiencing the love of Christ and what we should and it's what we should desire is the love of Christ. And it's why 1 Corinthians 14 starts off by saying, pursue love. And earnestly des- des- desire the spiritual gifts, gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Because without love, we have no fuel for, the, for our gifts. And I really honestly believe, and before I get any more on this, I just need to say this real quick. I'll, I'll do it here in a second. And I really honestly believe that when, when we have experienced the love of God, we can truly then proclaim the truth found in Isaiah 26 8 that says, Yes, Lord. And we can stop right there and do a whole sermon right there. What do you want me to do? Yes, yes, I'll do it. Yes, Lord. Like, He's like, you ever say, what, what do you want us to do, God? And then, like, you stop a minute and sit and say, it don't matter. I'm just go ahead and, our yes can go ahead and be yes, whatever it is. Yes, Lord. Let me stop right here and just say, whatever it is you're asking me, and you don't have to finish it. Yes, just give me the path to go, Lord. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your truth, we wait eagerly for you. Because as we wait, we want you to know, we wait eagerly f- for you. For it's your name and your renown is the desire of our souls. So our desire, the desires for us to have the spiritual gifts and the manifestation of these spiritual gifts should always lead to love. And when they lead to love, we will ultimately be about the glory and the renown of Jesus Christ. No matter where you stand. No matter where you stand. So before I tell you this ending story, and i got to do, do it quick. Before I end this story, I figured you needed to know or we should, you should know that we here at Shift Church, this is where we're going to stand. Is that we believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, including those of prophecy, healing, and speaking in tongues, did not cease with the death of the apostles, but are to be desired and used, and this is important, with humility and maturity. So I'm challenging you to read those three chapters. But I wanted to share a little testimony with you guys. Uh, and I've 
talked to several people this week because I wanted to make sure I did this right. One, that it wouldn't freak you out. But two, because it'll, it could freak you out no matter how you look at it. Okay, not just from a spiritual side of things, but to just a pragmatic type of thing. Or should I talk about this? And I felt like I should talk about this because because um, through, through somebody's gift, the gift of prophecy who will tell you they have a gift of prophecy I felt the love of God so with the story I'm about to tell you some of you already know it but the story I'm about to tell you don't freak out don't think that we're flying by the seat of our pants okay you with me okay so a couple weeks ago I'd called about something else, called Knox County Schools about something else pertaining to church and the meeting here. And um, We had this great opportunity to get a billboard out on Chapman Highway. We're like, hey, we finally made it out to the highway, even though it's just a billboard. So I had called and said, hey, are we allowed, uh, so I think I know the answer to this, but are we allowed to put our lo- the location of Bonnie Kate 76? I can't say that. <laughs> because it'll show this location on this billboard on Chapman Highway. And they said, well, no, because it'll show, you know, and they have to kind of stay separate from that, which is totally understandable. Get it. That's what I figured. We're cool. Okay. But she, but she, the lady goes, well, I'm kind of glad you called, though. Okay. And I said, okay. She goes, well, long story short is um, we were never supposed to have a long-term lease here. The most they were supposed to give to us was six months. Okay. And she goes, you know, I know, I know your first year y'all just met once a month there, then toward the end of the year twice a month. Um, then last year y'all met every week. And then, you know, you technically are in your third year here here there at Bonnie Kate. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yes, ma'am, and we appreciate it. You know, we, and she goes, well, um, she goes, we're not going to be able to approve you necessarily for next year. What? And my heart sank a little bit. You know, the, the freaking out in me goes, what are we going to do? We don't have anywhere to go. And there's not a whole lot in South Knoxville. You with me? And that was on, on, a, on a Tuesday. One of the days that Knox County was out for, I forgot, I think it was sickness or something. We were out. Here I go, driving up and down Chapman Highway. Nope, nope, nope. So I was bummed out. You talking about like, God, like I'm, I'm glad that we have almost a year to do this, figure out something. But dang, dude, like what's going on? Well, next day I show up at school. Okay, and I go down to a buddy of mine's room that I talk, I talk with all the time, just to talk about the kids that he was going to have that day. Okay. Meanwhile, other than dad, no one in this room knows who he is. And the only people I had talked to about it are like Mark and mom and some of the leadership team. Okay. And I know dad hadn't went downstairs at school to talk to him. Here I am talking about these kids that he's going to have that day. And he stopped me. He stopped me. 
And he said, yesterday, my, can, I, can I share a prophecy to you? I'm like, sure. I mean, what's it going to hurt? You know, I haven't told him anything at this point. Okay. And he goes, yesterday in my prayer time, I felt like God wanted me to tell you and your church that you're not supposed to be at Bonnie Kate anymore, that you're supposed to be on the other side of Chapman Highway. You know when you start to pray to God, like, God, if you're still working these ways, will you show me? And then he does it, and you go, He said some other things, too, but I'm not going to go that far into some of this. But But in that weird, it's one of those weird things. Remember we did that weird series? Like, that's one of those weird things. Like, how did you know? Like, who told you? So I, I, um, so I said, man, let me tell you about this conversation I had yesterday. And I told him what the conversation was with Knox County Schools. And I said, what do you think about this, man? He goes, do you think I was lying? And in that moment, in the midst of my fear and my doubt, does God still work this way? God, do you got this? Through a man's gift of prophecy, I felt loved. So, I'll say this to you guys. Open your heart up. Open your soul up. Be brave and say the prayer. Bring it. Whatever it is, show me if you still work this way. Because he will do it. He will do it. And feel the love that comes from the Father. You with me? Now, with me just telling you that story, I don't want anybody freaking out because where are we gonna be at in the year? No, we just gotta some of some of us have to just step up a little bit. But trust that we that we have we have the Holy Spirit with us. Because I, I looked at him and I, I told our leadership team, I said, I said, you know what? I'm gonna believe this. I have, I, there's no other thing that I can do except for believe this, because there ain't no other way he would have known anything about this. So what is it that God wants you to experience? Ultimately, His love. But maybe there's something that God wants you to experience today. You know, with me? And I know this isn't what one of those like making shut down the walls type of things, but I felt like we needed to talk about this before we even moved on. That yes, we as Shift Church do believe these things are still possible, but the, but it's for building up the church and experiencing God's love. You know, with me? All right, let's pray. Dear God, I want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here this morning. God, I know this topic is a hard topic. It was a hard topic for me. Like, I, you, God, you know how much searching I did this week between people that I love, asking advice, should I share this, should I talk about this, and ultimately it just led back to you saying, I love you. You've got to talk about this. I love you. I want them to experience the love. So God, I'm not asking for anything more than the fullness that you are that you've already promised if there's someone here that would like to know what their spiritual gift is God made that become relevant to them quickly that way not only the ministry of shift church can grow but that your kingdom will grow because that's ultimately what we're about is your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so God through all through all the mess that is our lives show us our gifts so we can use them so people can experience your love. 
And I pray all this in your name. Amen.